everybody. It's Hal. Welcome to our next episode of Hal's Donut House. We're doing a live stream to my profile, and this will be also put on the Hal's Donut House podcast channel in the next couple of days. Um, I'm here to introduce you to the one and only Nostalgia Chick. <laughs> Her name is Haisa Husho. Yes. And Haisa, how are you? Where let's let's start off from the beginning here. Where do you live on the planet? Right now, I live in Framingham, uh, which is a city outside of Boston. Boston? Uh, yeah. Where where do you thought I was? I thought you were in Brazil or something like that. I am Brazilian though, but I am in Boston. No, not Boston, but close to Boston. I hear your Boston accent. <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> oh, <goodness. laughs> Just to let everybody know, um, I've been looking forward to this podcast for a long, long time. Uh, I've had I had the distinct honor of working alongside Haisa inside Meta. We were on the same team, and uh, she, we had weekly, mul multiple weekly, sometime meetings. And uh, it's an honor and a pleasure to to continue this friendship and relationship going on forward. It's absolutely fantastic. Okay, so we're going to get to the nostalgia chick part of it in a few minutes. For anybody that's watching, please feel free to go ahead and say hello, make a comment, ask a question. And uh, for nostalgia, it's from the 90s and the 2000s, and we'll talk about that in a few minutes. So if you have a, a trivia nostalgia question from the 90s and 2000s, put the, put the question in the live feed, and let's see if we can, and see if we can get Hayisa to know the answer hope it's not too hard but we'll try <laughs> i got you i have i have covered from like the 1960s to the 1970s and then after that you can take over because i have no idea about that okay so anyway um <laughs> when you were growing up as a child and i ask everybody this question because i always like to to talk about the foundational aspects of community you know, mm -hmm. there was community before there was an internet. We had neighborhoods and towns and villages and cities, and and many of us had positive and negative experiences in growing up. So, is there anything that comes to mind from your early years as a child or, or before the internet that gave you lessons or experiences that you brought forward to to online community? Um. So, first, one thing that I want to say as being a 90s child, uh, I kind of grew up with like the Internet growing up, like the Internet was like growing up with me. So I did have a lot of experience online as well when I was a child, like first, um, I don't know, first few types of communities. But before that, I want to say um, I was always very involved in a lot of stuff in school. For example, um, I was part of this group dance uh, in high school for five years, I want to say. It's kind of like a glee club, but for dancing. They also have like, uh, they have like kids dancing, kids singing, kids playing. And we used to tour uh, Brazil to uh, dance at places and sing at places. And many times we used to spend a lot of time together on a bus traveling. So I would always be like in a big group. And um, every time we went to those cities, um, we would have host families um, to get like the kids. Mm. So I feel like 
ever since like an early age, I had like this contact with like different people, different cities, dif different cultures. And I was always in this kind of like community setting per se with this group. That's a really fantastic example of, you know, the things that came to mind as you were sharing that story was like, you felt a part of something. You yeah. were, yeah, you were like, you found your people. I did. I definitely did. Yeah. You know, I think that's, I mean, I, when, when we talk about taking our early lessons and we talk about applying it online, that's like, you know, we, we do the same thing online. We find our people. You know, we know. found we find people of a similar interest that I, I just love that. Um, so you grew up with the internet. Yeah. So um, when I was like early teen years, or like not really during my childhood, but I want to say early teen years, um, I also had like the experience of like using the internet for stuff. And um, I, I, I had found my people in that dance group and I'm like friends with them until this day. But I also found kind of like a community online at the time. Um, I participated a lot in uh, online chats. I created um, at the time, I, I'm not sure if this existed in the US, but we had a website in Brazil called Photolog. And it was basically a blog for pictures, which is basically Instagram. Mm -hmm. And, you know, at the time I had my blog, my photo log for fan clubs. I was very like, I was an advocate for my favorite band. So I had like a fan club. I was um, a hardcore Harry Potter fan. So I had one for them. So I feel like ever since I was really young, I really loved like creating communities and finding my people either like offline or on early days of like being online. That sounds like the birth of Nostalgia <laughs> Chick. It's like the, the, early, the early days because there's a lot of similarities between what you were enjoying and what you were involving yourself back then and what you're doing now with Nostalgia Chick. Yeah, um, definitely. We can jump right into that. Um, okay, so just to let everybody know, I'm going to post, let me see if I can do this and not mess everything up. Uh, Nostalgia Chick has a page and let me put this link in the feed and see if I can do that without crashing everything. Uh, that's that, that's that. Don't need that. I'll get there, I promise. And we're going to go to the profile and we're going to put in Instagram link to Nostalgia Chick. I think that will work. If not, yep, there it is. Okay, so you have a Facebook page. Let's, build, let's build it out first, okay? We have a Facebook page. You've got just under 7,000 followers on there. That's that's a lot of people. Yeah. Okay. To talk about nostalgia but then here's where the here's where the really cool goes it goes from really cool to holy cow amazing your instagram followers you have three hundred and twenty eight thousand instagram followers yeah i do <laughs> what is what is nostalgia chick um so 
I basically created like a space for people that love nostalgic pop culture. So movies, TV shows, celebrities, all the things that happened in the 90s, early 2000s, which is when I was born and like the the era that I lived. Um, and it's funny to think that um, you were saying like, my photo logs and things like that were the birth of Nostalgia Chick. But the funny thing is my personal profile on Facebook, I used to post quotes from movies as well. And I feel like that was also kind of like birth. Uh, I always loved posting like screenshots from movies and like choosing my favorite quotes. And this is how my page actually started. Uh, before I was called Nostalgia Chick, I called... Uh, 90s quotes inspiration so my idea was to post um inspirational quotes from movies from that time and it kind of evolved and a lot of people were following me and I noticed like I had like this little community that was eager to get more of that content and then I started to do like videos inspiration I started getting really into the fashion of the 90s and 2000s I started collecting. We're going to dig into that in a couple of minutes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I started collecting outfits from that time. So like the, the whole thing kind of evolved. I decided to change the name to something a, a little more brand like because I felt like the old name was kind of hard to know. And people would ask me, what's your Instagram name? And I, I didn't know how. Oh, it's 90 quotes. Inspiration. It was so hard to say. And I was, I was like, this is this has to be a brand. And it has to be easy, easy for people to find, uh, to identify themselves with. So this is kind of how it came about. What's the deal with the clothes and the fashion? Because I know that the people, I won't name anybody, people <laughs> like to buy the same clothes that they're what some of their favorite stars or TV show actors wear yeah explain that to me so I won't, I, I won't mention who i'm talking about no that's fine so when i created my page and my community uh i ended up stumbling upon other people with the same like interests mm -hmm. and i discovered this whole world of people that buy sell collect outfits as seen on TV shows or sometimes even like worn by actresses and actors. And I discovered this whole new community within my community. So like a, a niche community. Yeah. And I got addicted. And <laughs> to be honest, I started talking to people. I made some friends. Um, and I just learned so much about this world. And currently I'm kind of like obsessed with it. So um, I'm just like looking for like learning how to identify, identify clothes. So they learn, they say like your ID this. So you look for the clothes, you try to ID them to like search for the brand. And then people go and try to find them on eBay, Poshmark, or even in like in-person um, thrift stores and all that stuff. So I ended up discovering a community within my community and just got obsessed with that's absolutely, I, 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 it, I enjoy watching it happen. I just, it's just really, because, you know, we, 
many times, I mean, there's been several podcasts where I've talked to, where I've talked to people where it was like very, very serious mission and purpose of the community. And just cause there's also a lot of serious stuff going on, on, on in communities, but this type of community, it's almost, it, for me, it feels like it's a safe place to go where I can breathe and, and, and I can enjoy, I can just enjoy myself. I can just enjoy the community. And that's just, it's just really attractive to see that, you know, and on Instagram is like the Instagram community and nostalgia chick, the, some of the stuff, the content that's up there and the engagement, it just, it energizes me because it's so, it's really special. I don't know how else to put it. It's just really, really something very wonderful about that. Um, how did you get 300 and how many was it? 328,000 followers. Um, I feel like it was very organic. Um, I want to say I do have a lot of experience with social media before this, as um, I did go to college for advertising. I do have like this marketing uh, vision of things. So every since the beginning, my idea was to share high shareable content. So that means uh, when I was sharing quotes, I was thinking of what kind of quote people want to share, what kind of quote people identify with. It's just not like random quotes or like a funny one, like quotes that make people um, think of themselves and want to share on their page. And that worked. Um, if I'm not wrong, I think it was my third or fifth post of all time, like when I first started, uh, when I had like zero followers, my fifth post probably blew up and had more than like a thousand likes for a page that has no followers. That was like, I was shocked. Yeah. So um, I think that was like the base of the, like the whole thing, like having highly shareable content and making people identify themselves and wanting to um, use the quotes for their lives. If if I was to if I if I was to never have been been on the Instagram channel, and I came to that channel and and started following you, what are what besides really cool clothes and 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 uh, the fact that I found my people if that was my people, what does it feel like to be involved in in that in that type of a community? What's what's the tone? What's the, you know? What are the ingredients besides, you know, cool 90s TV clothes? Is there a sense of community? Is there support? Is, are there angry people there? Are there people that are complaining that, you know, they don't like, you know, you know Harry Potter, so they have no interest in it? Is, is there negativity also? Everything comes with neg negativity, especially yeah. when you grow a lot, I want to mm -hmm. say. But I... I feel like my community has way more positivity. Um, a lot of people just, I feel like the the sense of reminiscing the good old days, that's what makes people kind of like get together and happy. So one thing that I've been also doing um, kind of separately, uh, I don't do it on my feed, but I do it on my stories. And the stories, I feel like it's even the deeper connection in community because it's like those people that kind of like talk back to me mm -hmm. I've been watching old tv shows for the first time so even though I'm I want to say I'm an expert in the 90s I haven't watched them all like there's a lot of things that 
when I was growing up, it was not so famous in Brazil or uh, since that time we didn't have like streaming. I didn't watch one and watch another one. So I've been like watching new shows, like old shows for the first time and sharing my thoughts with people. I get so many replies and so many people coming to me and just saying like, I agree what you're saying. Oh my gosh, I didn't remember the show existed. Thank you for that. So just people that like to remember like the good old days and talk about it or just feel like they need like a space to debate those things that passed because usually people like to talk about new things, this new show that came up and I'm there talking about old stuff and people just like, oh, I never thought the way that you're thinking or when I watched when I was a kid, I didn't have like this adult point of view and I agree with you now. So I've been watching stuff that people watched as teenagers, I've been watching as an adult and when I say what I think, they come to me saying, oh, you're right. Like, I agree with you. So I feel like this builds um, a positive uh, community for me. And I love when I do this and people just reply and come to me. I love discussing things with people. Do you? Uh, this is a question you might not be able to answer, but I'm really curious. So I'll ask <laughs> it anyway. Um, I, I, I would assume, and it's a big assumption that the great majority of your followers are of a similar generation. Uh, age group but yeah um they are but surprisingly I do have younger people following me uh and as it turns out there is this whole new generation uh which is not quite Gen Z I guess um I would say they are like zillennials kind of ish mm -hmm. or even like starting to be like Gen Z and they really love the 2000s. It's not really the 90s, but they really, they're really fond of like the 2000s fashion, which is making a comeback and 2000s shows and they're like discovering for the first time. So it's really funny because a lot of people that have similar pages um, that I have and that have been talking like some, I would say like my online friends, I came to find out that they're really younger than me and I was shocked because I thought like only the millennials would do this but right. as it turns out younger people do like this like 2000 so they also lo love to talk about this I, I I asked that question because I have a little bit of a personal kind of experience with that where um my son is he's a millennial he's 32 and when he was a baby growing up he, for some reason, was obsessed with the old I Love Lucy TV shows that aired in like the 50s or 60s or something. And oh, wow. yeah, and it's a comedy, slapstick comedy kind of TV series. And he, from his perspective, he thought they were brand new. Yeah. I had been watching reruns for 30 years before he was born or 20 years before he was born. And there's... I think I think what 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 probably happens is that when you have good high quality programming on TV yeah. that people can relate to the For next years. generation can relate to it also just because it's not you know new then it's new for them you know yeah. like you know if you have a, a 90s show that that you're focusing on 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 Instagram that that aired in in 1991 two three four and five or whatever and somebody was born in you know 2010 
and they see it for the first time, just because it's not live for them, they could still relate because of the quality of the programming. Yeah. So as it turns out, there's a lot of like youngish um, Zillennials slash Gen Z that enjoy 2000s content and they're out there, they're following me. Uh, the majority still is like millennials, like my age, but it's surprisingly like big, the amount of people that I have, they're younger. I wonder, I wonder if, I wonder if part of it is because their parents were watched it and enjoyed it and it was an influence on the, on the, like the Zillennials or um, was it maybe because it's just, it's quality stuff, but does that mean that today's programming is not as high quality as it was back then? It could I'm be. interesting about that, you know? I mean. Yeah, I think it could be the parents and it also could be the fact that with streaming, we do have access to everything and anything at all times. So mm -hmm. uh, you, you're not necessarily watching whatever came like last week. You can watch anything on the catalog, like, easily so people can like find whatever they like what um have you thought about creating a group i haven't um but the reason i haven't is because i think it would be more work <laughs> for me oh yeah i, I guarantee and, you it'll be more yeah work. and yeah, i yeah. i i just didn't want that i feel like especially like at the time that i created the page i was unemployed and bored and then i had time but like after the first year i started like working and now i have like a full-time job and i'm like i'm still like barely <laughs> keeping that alive and I'm like I thought about creating a group at one point but I'm like uh is it really like necessary for me now but I think it would be a great idea and I feel like there already exist groups like this I'm a part of a few groups that talk about the same subjects that I'm talking in my page so I feel like I already have like communities um in that sense as well between between Instagram and your page do you have do you have a team? Are you doing all of it? I do all of it. I've never had a team. <laughs> well, cons considering you have three hundred twenty eight thousand followers, and it's a you, go to this go to this go to this channel. It's actually incredible. Um, <laughs> Axel Simon says hello, and he says it's like Mash right now. People are watching Mash. Oh yeah, my dad yeah. used to watch Mash. Yep. Yep. And, and, and I, I watched a few episodes because of him, not the whole thing, but yeah, I did yeah. watch Smash. And it's just, it's just, I think it boils, I really do think it, Heise, I really do think it boils down to the fact that high quality content that people can relate to, it's evergreen. Just because it was done some years ago, people can still feel comfortable and relate to it and enjoy it. And especially the lighthearted, fun comedy or, or lighthearted. You know, like Friends, for example, Friends, um, Friends has some very, very serious um, experiences that they go through in the different episodes, but also it's very lighthearted and it's very, you know, if you watch a Friends, if I watch a Friends episode, which I do, um, I could be a neighbor. You know, I could, I could, I could see myself in that situation, which gives me the ability to identify with the experiences that they're putting out during those episodes, which is really why I, it's relatable. Does, yeah. does that make sense? 
It does. It does. Yeah, and it, it's just with Mash. You know, I I'm not sure about because you know, no, I I didn't really I wasn't involved in the Korea War, but you know, I mean, it's just like there's there's a certain there's a certain camaraderie among all of the actors in in those series in the series in those series where when they're developing their friendships on the TV show, you're you're growing with them. You're a, you're almost like a part of them. Yeah. You know? So uh, all those shows, uh, they end up building fan clubs and fan clubs are basically small communities. Uh, so that's why I feel like my page kind of worked because it's just one big fan club for many different shows, many different movies. So a lot of people just like congregated into one place. The if you could if you could go back in time with what you know now, you have a lot of experience now. If you could go back in time and talk to Haisa before she created Nostalgia Chick, before she did all this, what what recommendations would you give her? Say, listen, I'm from your future. Watch out for this or do this because you'll get better results. Is there anything that comes to mind that says, I wish I knew it back then kind of thing? What, what are you going to recommend to the to that, Haisa? Um, I feel like since the beginning, I've been experimenting a lot. So um, I was always kind of open to that. But I would say to myself, like, don't be afraid to test new formats and uh, test out new things, new features, new, you know, tools or whatever, or just expanding because for a long time, I only had my small community and Instagram. It took me four years to like create one on Facebook and expand it to Facebook. It took me three years to expand it to TikTok. It took me like so I would just say, like, just go for all of them. And because um, content, you can uh, reuse it. You can, like, especially for Instagram and Facebook, you can link both and you can um, share and want and go to both. So I would just say, like, just go for all of them because uh, the opportunities are endless. And the more you have in your hands, um, the better and i feel like if i had all of those since the beginning i could probably have a bigger community now but for example facebook is still small because i opened the, the beginning of this year maybe if i did everything at the same time i had like more people coming at me but well, yeah i think that you created this space to find your people do you yeah. still enjoy being involved in it? I love it. Is it still your, are they still your people? Yeah, I love it. Um, I created this, as I told you, when I was unemployed, I was bored at home. I always watched all these movies. I, I have this thing that I love to see like things over and over again. I grew up with a lot of VHS tapes and I used to like rewatch them every night before going to sleep. So I have all these quotes memorized in my head and I used to post them on my personal profile before because I like them yeah. and I still like them now. And it doesn't feel like work or like something hard or something that I don't like because I'm always watching something. So whenever I'm watching, I'm getting inspiration for my next post, for my next conversation. Um, 
I also love uh, giving my opinion. So whenever I'm watching like something for the first time, I love sharing it and I love debating. So it's still something that I really love to do and I will probably keep doing. And that's why probably I don't have a team. I don't feel like having a team because this is something that I want to do. Like I, it's for, for me and from me. Like I do it, but it's basically for me. What if you woke up, and this is not going to happen. I guarantee you it's not going to happen. But what if you woke up one day and didn't enjoy it anymore? And it, it became like a, a job that you weren't getting paid for. And it just became, started to become overwhelming. Maybe it's, maybe it's because of some burnout or some, you know, too much on your plate. What do you do then? You just give it up? Do you try and refocus and try to remember why you created it in the first place and stay energized like that? How do you deal with that? I feel like I could stop posting for a while, like take a break. Um, I would probably keep watching all the shows and, you know, keep doing the offline stuff, but maybe not creating as much. Hmm. Maybe I'll like keep having the conversations with the friends that I made on the page, but not excessively like posting about it or trying to find things to talk about if mm -hmm. I don't feel like it. But I don't think I will ever like get tired of the community itself. Maybe I can get tired of the like work part of it, which is like posting, finding a subject to, po uh, to post about, finding a subject to talk about, finding a subject to discuss with people, finding like the perfect picture to like use to illustrate what I want to talk about sometimes that can get tiring so if I feel like this is the problem I'll just take a break I always I, I like to think that and I, and I talk about it pretty regularly that if I get involved with something because of it, it it brings me joy as long as I never lose that feeling I'll be doing it forever yeah because it's it, it's why I did it in the first place you know and my lesson early on was was I had a hobby that I really enjoyed a lot. And it was it was when I was a teenager and it was woodworking. I used to build things like little jewelry boxes and little wood things. And I really enjoyed it a lot. And I said, well, I love this so much. I think I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to get a job doing it. And when it became my job, I stopped enjoying it. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. And I gave it up for years. And then fast forward to like a couple of years, maybe four or five years ago, when I was involved with social media, I had the opportunity to go back to doing the hobby, the fun thing. And to this day, I th I'm back to enjoying it again, because it's not, it's not a pressure thing. It's a, it's an enjoyment thing. So I, I always try to, to tell people, remember why you did it in the first place. And if you always try hard to continue that joy, you'll be good to go forever. So, um, okay. You, you work online, you live online, you breathe online, you play online, you, you do everything online. How do you turn that off at the end of the week? Do you just like, if you go for a ride or go for a drive or go somewhere, do you just like get offline? How do you, how do you get away from that? Um, so many, many ways. Like one of them is watching TV, which is kind of crazy because it's like connected to what I post online so um it's funny but I do enjoy a lot watching tv and it kind of shows because I have like <laughs> knowledge of it yeah. um but yeah uh I've been also reading a lot I I was a very avid reader when I was a teenager 
I kind of lost that in the past few years and then I got it back. And um, to my surprise, this year I have read a little over 40 books and that's crazy for me. I don't even remember the last time that I read this much, but I kind of found this new love, um, yeah, new love for reading again. So that's another way for me to disconnect. I also love travel. So whenever I can like snag a little travel, uh, even if I take the car, me and my husband, we drive like one hour north, south, whatever. We just mm -hmm. find like a little town, a little thing, or even if I, if I can buy plane tickets, even better. But um, that's how I try to like disconnect, like going places or uh, going places, uh, fictional places or physical places. Okay, we're 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 running up on time, so I'm gonna I'm gonna slightly alter uh, okay. a question I like to ask everybody. Normally, I'll, normally I'll ask everybody if you could sit down and 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 have a conversation with anybody on the planet, alive or dead, who would it be, and what would you ask them? But I'm gonna ask you something slightly different. Okay. You have the opportunity to sit down and have coffee one day with anybody from any TV show in history anybody okay. alive or not alive make believe they're alive who would it be who would be like your your perfect person to sit and talk with from a tv show and why and what would you ask them or why would you want to pick that person are we talking about fictional or real people like the actors or the fictional? Oh, let's go with both come on we're gonna do both. <laughs> yeah let's do a fictional, oh fictional person and 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 then a real a, a real person to be after themselves who would it be mm. i love that question that's really cool Okay, so actor, let's start with actor, real people. Uh, one person that I really, really, really love and I think that looks generally a nice person and I don't know, I would just love to sit and chat about anything would be Steve Carell. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't know. He just gives me this vibe of this like really cool guy, like chill laid back and really funny so uh, naturally funny his funny is not oh, manufactured yeah. he's just naturally hysterical no he's freaking amazing so i just have this vibe that he's a really good person and that i was just like laugh my ass off oh, yeah. the whole time oh yeah so i would love to sit back and talk with steve Carell for hours if i could okay so now we're going to the fictional side of it um no matter who the actor is itself, you know, thinking about the 90s and 2000s, make believe the set that they're on is actually real. It's not a set. Who is that person going to be? Mm, that's a really hard one because I, um, I want to say I also have a big problem choosing things. <laughs> uh, some people say it's because I'm a Gemini and I cannot like make decisions, but whatever they call it, I can never like make a top, like I can never say top one. I always do like top five lists, but I'll try to say one. Okay. And this is, uh, I'm going to link this to the first thing that we talked about, which is the fashion. Um in the movies and TV shows. So I would love to uh, talk with Rachel Green from Friends and just get her to take me for a shopping spree. <laughs> she would know, she would have all the contacts. She worked at Bloomingdale's, she worked for so many places. Yeah. She has a great fashion sense. So if I could spend a day with her 
talking about fashion and just letting her take me to all the good places in New York, that would be my pick for today. I, I wasn't quite sure where that part of this question was going to go because, because it's real and fictional and, and now I'm going to, I'll text, I'll, te I'll, I'll send you a direct message. I'm going to try and pick my two people because I have no idea who they, who they would be. You know, it's so hard to pick like, it is. I feel like I, I did a good job. <laughs> I mean, you know, you know, maybe, you know, if I could go, okay. I, I know, I know fictional. That's kind of easy for me. Um, I would want to land on. Um, I would. I would want to land sitting next to. Um, I don't know her character name. Betty White in and Blanche Devereaux. Uh, Golden Girls. I would want to walk into the Golden Girls kitchen and sit Is down at the Blanche? table with them and 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 just watch Betty White do her magic. Because I know. Yeah, if you know, if you think of she, what a soul. If you a, a lot of a lot of a lot of the stuff that she did in that show was ad lib. It wasn't in the script, and she just ran with it. And it was just talk about comic genius. That's one right there, you know. And that would be the fictional person. And the real person, I don't know. Um, how about how about how about if we expand it to off camera, and and talk about. If I want, if I could sit with somebody and um, have a conversation with them, the real person, and it's very timely, I say this, it would have to be Norman Lear, who, who passed away today or yesterday, because oh, he, he was so influential in so many hit TV shows over the years. It just, he changed people's lives because of what he, what he created on TV, you know? So I guess that would be my two people. But anyway, um, I'll, I want to recognize Axel Vera and Daniel Doherty. She, she, Daniel says, you rock. So uh, thank you guys for watching. Uh, please check into the podcast channel, Hal's Donut House. Uh, Haisa, I want to thank you so much. This has been so much fun. It really has. I'm just very, very grateful to know you. It, it, it was an honor to work with you, and you never know what tomorrow will bring. We may sit on the same team again one day soon. I hope so, because it's a real pleasure to know you and work with you. Any final thoughts before we end, end the recording and end the live? Uh, no, just my final thought is uh, thank you for this opportunity. Uh, I always love to sit and talk with you. I always have fun. I do miss talking with you more regularly, but this was really fun. My first podcast was a little nervous, but I hope it was okay. And um, feel free to invite me more times. I love talking. <laughs> thank you. You you did really, really, really well because, you know, so you're not you know we don't know what the actual question is going to be we sort of have an idea where we're going to start and where we're going to end and a couple of points in the middle but it's a it's a fun conversation and that's what it has to be to to, to have value to it Haisa, thank you very much uh thank you everybody for watching and please tune in go to the nostalgia chick check out that instagram profile it's absolutely incredible get involved i put the link in the chat in the comments and uh again thank you everybody it's been it's been a wonderful event thanks again Haisa. Thank you. Thank you.